Hey guys, welcome to the Technostatic Podcast. Uh, my name is Eric. This is Randy, and here we are. This is episode one. You know, so this is a big deal. This is a big deal for <laughs> big us. Big deal, man. We've yeah. been talking about it for how long? Like a long been... time, man. Yeah, like we've been having conversations now for like four or five years. Yeah, I feel yeah. like every single time we go off the rails, we're like, I bet people would listen to this. Yeah, so exactly. So now we're just gonna try it and see. Yeah. If they... YOLO, yeah, we're going to see, we're going to yeah. do it, we're going to just record it. Um, we had a couple topics for you today um, that we're interested in talking about. Steam Deck, Steam Deck's the big one. Uh, we've been talking about it for a while offline, but figured let's talk about it here. And then also we're going to talk about Google Pixel. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to ramble a little bit, you know, we kind of get off on a tangent. We're going to try and limit that a little bit. But uh, we'll see. We'll try. What, we'll, we'll, we'll try. try. We're pretty good at like <laughs> going off yeah. on our little tangents. But um, we're gonna stick to tech. Just so you know what Technostatic Podcast is all about. We're gonna talk about everything tech related. It could be hardware. It could be software. It could be game consoles. We're big gamers, also. We you know play a lot of games, both console, PC, everything. And uh, yeah, we both we're both big tech enthusiasts, wouldn't you say? I, 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 w- I would agree with that completely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got lost in a tech talk for about twenty minutes before we started this. Yeah, I know. Whoops. Yeah, we should have been recording. It happens. It happens. No, it's it's crazy. We we both do everything tech. Uh, you know, yeah. we're big uh, everything consumer electronics, software, hardware. We run our own stuff, servers. Uh, we got all the consoles. We play a lot of video games. We both have like top of the line gaming PCs. We build PCs all the time. So we know a thing or two about tech. And uh, speaking of tech, I think we ought to roll straight into the big tech to- uh, topic for today, which is going to be the Steam Deck. Um, yeah, dude, I agree with that. So Steam Deck, we talked about it before. We both got uh, pre-orders. Basically, well, it's a five dollar commitment, five dollar down, so you can still back out. You know what I'm saying? But we both we both committed. When you first saw the Steam Deck, uh, what did you think about it? So honestly, at first, I was I was a little shocked. Okay, so I received a link to the Steam Deck, and it was just SteamDeck.com. It, it wasn't familiar with like Valve or Steam Powered or anything. So at first, I thought it was just a third party making it, but then I went a little bit farther and saw it was Valve. So I, I was I was kind of intrigued, you know, kind of interested in it, but. Uh, it came down to, do I have a purpose for this? Right? Yeah. The question was was already asked, am I going to get it? And, of course, the answer was was yes. 100%. But then I had to find use cases for that later on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, like, I wanted to get it. Like, it looks cool, right? Like, yeah. I think that we both, uh, we both have Nintendo Switches, right? So it's we like, yeah. I know for the longest time... I was like, this form factor is actually kind of sick. Like, I, I even like oh, the whole perfect. dock thing. Like, I love that, right? But I'm always thinking about in the back of my head, like, I wish I could run more on this, like, emulators and everything. And, like, the Steam Deck. And it was funny because when the Steam Deck was announced, it was, like, right after Nintendo was, like, uh, they announced the OLED edition. The OLED the, Switch, yeah. Which yeah. was hilarious because it's, yeah. like, everybody on, on Twitter, online, on Reddit, they were kind of, like a little bit down about it because it's like no spec increase, just an OLED screen. And, uh, there you go. Same joy cons, everything, uh, same joy cons that drift everything. So like <laughs> I it, mean, every controller has some form of drift, right? Yeah, It's true. It's true. But like the switch gets a lot of hate on it, uh, for joy con drift. But, um, I'll, you know, it's just funny. Cause then the steam deck comes out and it's like, Hey, you remember that pro, uh, uh, Nintendo switch pro that you wanted, but didn't get, 
That's Check it. this out. There it is. Yeah, and it's funny too, right? Because I don't know how many of you guys would remember, but uh, the very first Nvidia Shield was a handheld, right? Yeah. Yep. So like, which which I actually still have upstairs. I refuse to get rid of it just because it's such a monstrosity. Nice. Uh, but to that point, you know, people have been trying, or I should say, companies have been trying to bring the PC gaming experience to a handheld portable device for. Right quite some time now I, I don't have the exact date but i think the first shield came out probably sometime like 20 2012 2013 right maybe around there give or take and you know that was an absolute failure for for, for all intents and purposes it yeah. didn't sell well right nvidia kind of had to go back to the drawing board and they basically just made an android tablet for the second mm-hmm. rendition so you know right. i i feel like handheld gaming has been a long time coming and it's really nice to see that a company as established as valve is taking up the reins and kind of leading the charge on that because right. they've had their trials and tribulations with things like the uh, the uh, everyone's favorite Steam controller, which yep. is which which obviously yeah. didn't work out that well. But they still took that risk, right? They still they have did. that that like that like development mindset behind them, and they have all all, all the scars and and all the knowledge that they learned from making that controller. So right. now you know they took that knowledge and they applied it to let's say what came next probably the index right uh, yeah i guess so, so 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 then you have the valve index controllers which in my opinion and the opinion of many are the definitive vr controllers yeah i got so, some right here let me pull yeah them. yeah so <laughs> yeah so i've been playing my uh my uh index actually i just hooked it back up so oh, sweet, yeah dude. so yeah. the 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 index like is definitely a better uh hardware product than the steam controller like i um i never owned one yeah. but my brother chad he pulled he uh brought one over yeah. and uh it just felt like a light it was super light it was kind of like plasticky it, it just it, didn't it feel feels good. so hollow it and, did not and for for anyone out there who may be interested in getting one uh like clockwork every black friday uh they're available on steam for like one or two dollars that's yeah. not it's not like it's crazy funny or an exaggeration yeah. it's literally one or two dollars it's it's uh, honestly pretty bad but and get it yeah like people like because there's some people that love it right yeah yeah but um so yeah like, there are people who love it because from my understanding granted i i didn't like it uh yeah i'm an xbox controller fanboy uh just because i feel like it, it's, i like the layout i i love the layout yeah. you know it's kind of what i grew up with and yeah uh, I have larger hands, so like the dual analogs being next to each other on PlayStation don't really suit me as well as the Xbox ones. Same, uh, yeah. But yeah, there. But to to uh, your point, Eric, there are people who absolutely adore it, and those people who adore it are people who play a lot of like cursor dominant games because yeah. that touchpad apparently really excels with that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is uh, you're playing PC games, so the Steam Deck, you're going to be playing PC games. Uh, a lot of games designed yeah. like the whole point is you can play a game that's keyboard mouse centric on the steam deck it has a touch screen so you can do a touch keyboard you know whatever it has uh the touch pads which are probably you know probably the best touch pads you can get in that sort of form factor like the I agree with that like the yeah. the touch uh sensor on the uh, index controllers is uh pretty great i think it's pretty good um and this, you know, I the, I, don't, I haven't used a Steam controller in some time, so I can't tell you like how much it's evolved. But I think it's better um, than than it was in the Steam controller now. So I think that they've kind of refined their touch input. Yeah. I don't know if we're reaching like Apple levels of like amazing trackpad, but I mean, I mean, yeah, no company has ever even come close. No. In my and opinion, that, no. 
in my opinion as well too and i mean that trackpad has been yeah pretty much out there now for like 10 plus years like yeah people could have copied it if they wanted to and no one has i'm still shocked yeah. that uh even microsoft in their surface laptops not to go off on a tangent but even then i, I felt like they didn't uh even come yeah. close uh, yeah. to the, so we're really interested to see uh to touch these trackpads uh on the steam deck let me pull up the steam deck's website just to have something to look at um while we talk about this but when can you also uh can you also pull up for for our viewers who are who are actually watching the podcast yeah uh, a a picture of the first nvidia shield just for comparison so we can kind of see how far how far we've come yeah 100 so uh let's pull up the browser so this is the one you're talking about right yep yeah, so check That's this it. bad boy out, right? Yeah. So the Shield, interesting thing, right? So it ran Android. Uh, it was an ARM-based device, so um, you could install Play Store apps. The problem, I mean, anything that ran natively on it, first off, Android uh, at the time, it didn't really... There wasn't a lot of games that really supported controller input that well. No. And the ones that did, like, had the on-screen stuff, right? So it had, I think the uh, the shield had software where you could kind of make virtual buttons, right? Yeah, the shield had software um, where you could assign virtual buttons, yeah. kind of like those phones that have the left and right triggers. Yeah. Now, like the like the ROG yeah. phone and, and like phones of that nature. Basically, every button worked that yeah. way. Uh, but like, what was also, the main way to play games on this thing, like PC games, right? Because that, like, that you could do no. it, right? Bye. Could you? This, was there a streaming way to do yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So essentially, the first Shield kind of launched alongside uh, when the GeForce Experience first came out, okay. and they had that remote play streaming feature. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who have a NVIDIA graphics card, you may know that you could stream your games yeah. uh, through your uh, GeForce Experience in your test tray. Right. Uh, so, so like they kind of made a push, right, that you would uh, buy an NVIDIA graphics card, and then as an add-on. Or even standalone, but but I mean, let's be real. They're 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 trying to get you to buy as many accessories as possible, and of course, yeah. only work with NVIDIA graphics cards. Uh, you could buy this this NVIDIA Shield and then stream your PC games from your computer to the NVIDIA Shield. Right. So that was the main draw of it, and uh, of, of course, I bought one because it was new tech. It's so, a new so, shiny tech. Yeah, yeah, that's the Steam Deck in a yeah. nutshell, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it the battery lasted maybe all of an hour and a half. Yeah. It was bulky. It ran hot. There was a big fan vent on the back. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Eric can pull the picture of the back, but it, it was chunky. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was basically when NVIDIA first made their first mobile Tegra processor. So they wanted to also showcase that off. So it was kind of, you know, like a, like a double-edged sword for NVIDIA, in my opinion, because they launched remote play and they and 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 they launched a mobile processor at the same time and then they needed a product to kind of showcase them both off and that was the first shield and you know it kind of had a lot of value to it because it it was something that gave uh pc gamers the ability to play somewhere other than their desk and it it was a great idea with poor execution so yeah so like how was the experience back then like because obviously streaming has evolved now right like we have better wi-fi standards now and everything now so yeah you can do it a lot better so that's actually that was um my buddy uh uh josh right he Mm. he came off in our chat and he was like you don't need this you don't need the steam deck uh you you could just stream your games uh, yeah. and, and that's kind of true because uh, that's what I do right now. Like I have my MacBook Pro and I set it up 
And I do the same uh, on my iPad. I, I use um because you what do you use uh Steam or do you use like Nvidia? Like how do you stream to your iPad? Uh, or, so, or do you just XCloud? So I've been a console plebe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if I'm home, I'll string my my uh, Xbox. But if I'm out, I'll use XCloud. Yep. Uh, for me, it's just been the most reliable. So um, you use XCloud, but so I'm using just uh, Steam's uh, in-home streaming. Okay. Uh, software and it works actually really well. There's other can, ways to do it. Can too. Steam do 4K now or no? Uh, yeah. I th- I th- uh, you know what? I can't tell you. I, I okay. have to check. I think it can. I think it can. Um, but you know, I could just pull up Steam. Hold on. <laughs> I'm looking at the Steam uh, remote play settings right now. See if I can get you that info. Uh, resolution. Wow. I mean, it says 8K on it. For streaming? Oh, that's remote play. Is that the same thing? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, it says 8K on it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It says limit. Okay, it says limit it, uh, and then you can set a limit, and 8K is on <laughs> Steam Remote Play 8K. It says 8K. <laughs> yeah, okay. Steam can now stream games in 8K resolution as of March 22nd, 2021. Yeah, there you go, dude. All right. Well, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> like it would be a good experience. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know, but that's... It's it's actually pretty good. So I've, I've done, like, um, streams, you know, I've hooked it up to the TV and I've done it that way. If you have shoddy Wi-Fi, it's kind of bad. Okay. So I've definitely experienced that uh, and drops and stuff. So it's not ideal, right? So when the Steam Deck comes in and it's like, yo, you can run a game native, native, right? I'm like, that's the definitive way to play a game. Like, okay, like because I will get into a uh, debate with you if you'd allow me to about cloud gaming because like I'm really latency sens- sensitive, Oh, so am I, dude. So am I. So being able to run a game native on device is always going to be the preferred, right? No, I get that. I get that. And, you know, while we're on the topic, I I do want to touch on uh, just a few few specs of the Steam Deck that I think were the right choice. I think targeting 720p resolution for that screen size is, is, is a brilliant, brilliant move. Uh, yeah, 100%. because you know when it when it comes down to running things natively, uh, yeah. you're going to really benefit from that 720p resolution. Well, that was the thing. So you know they came out. Valve was like, "Hey, we wanted to target. We want you to play any modern game." Uh, and they they said the the bar was 30 fps. Um, you know, and 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 games would run obviously better than that. But you know, because of battery life and stuff, like you can frame limit to 30 get that extra battery life and then be able to play it with moderate specs, uh, graphic settings and everything like that. So I think that was the right target for a mobile device. That's supposedly going to be able to play your modern games, like your Witcher and your, you know, your latest games that came out, like theoretically you could play like, um, give me a game, dude, like cyberpunk. I don't know. Uh, halo infinite dude, like, you know, the PC version, like you could play anything on it theoretically. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I think when you're looking at terms of performance, like yeah. just seeing what processor the Steam Deck has uh, and what compute it has, you're probably looking at the power of the original Xbox One. Uh, yeah, because they talked so, about the uh, whatever flops, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm looking at the processor specs now. Yeah, it's like 1.6. 
Yeah, teraflops. Give or take. And the original PS4 was like 1.8. And I think the original Xbox was like 1.3. That's actually so pretty like, impressive for... Yeah. We live in an era where we can get portable gaming at that level. That's pretty right. good. Right. And like when you think back, like when did the Xbox One come out? Like 2013? Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, like something like that. So like literally in like a generation's time, we've basically, you know, not only are, 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 are capable of doing it, but we've also got the power consumption down to a level where we can actually run enough battery for an hour or two. Right, 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 so. right, right. So let's talk about some hot takes, dude. So, you know, obviously we both committed to Steam Deck because we think it's a cool thing. Like, do you, how do you intend to use the Steam Deck? Because we, yeah, we have question. everything, right? Because we have yeah. PCs, right? We have. This is what uh, the argument against it was, was like, you already have a gaming PC. You could stream the thing, your games. Like, are you going to use this? in any meaningful way like what's the point and uh so i you know i know i have my reasons for buying it i want to hear your reasons sure sure so first off it's new right so oh, that's yeah, reason course. that's reason enough for me for to us <laughs> um, uh, yeah but uh i would say that you know as someone who is currently dating a girl and we live in separate places uh okay Obviously, when I'm at her house, you know, we've we've been together a while. Right. We, 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 we're we at that point where, like, there are times where, like, we just, like, relax on the couch and just enjoy each other's company together, you know? So, like, right, right. Uh, being able to play my video games at her house is very lucrative to me. And finding a good system that will do that is difficult. So, 100%. you know, like you, I got the same, the same ar- argument of... Um, yeah, but you could just stream games to your iPad, which is true, right? And like yeah. in, in some in, in some scenarios, that's a very compelling argument because uh, bag space is also valuable. So right. like, if I already take my iPad everywhere, then then I'm now bringing two devices, right? Yeah, 100%. So 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 there's an issue there. But for me, you know, it's probably the same issue you have is is just running things natively versus streaming them is 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 a world of difference. Yeah, it's an absolute, absolute world of difference. And then uh, this is going to probably transition into a topic we're going to touch on a little bit later. But it also comes down to cost. Right. So, like, if you look at how much the Steam Deck costs. It's great value, man. Like it's, yeah. you know, like, it's kind of it's, it's kind of interesting because, yeah. uh, well, okay, there's two sides to this, dude. So, I okay, if you're if you're thinking about it in the bubble of PC, right? Yeah, uh, obviously right. in the bubble the, of PC. If you're thinking about the bubble of PC, you're getting a system capable of of running your entire Steam library theoretically. Okay, um, in a price point that's actually very competitive. Like, okay, let's look at the prices. So, what is it? It starts at like what three ninety nine or something. I think it starts at three ninety nine, but you also get the the not so good screen. Yeah, hundred percent. So, and, well, well, it's the same. Okay. The glass panel. It's it's the, it's the same they're, screen. They're probably all not so good, but uh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The screen is probably <laughs> going to be a weak point on this. But we'll talk about it. So, so prices, right? So three ninety nine. That's a very very like even Gabe was like, yo, this is this is painful. This is painful. Um, and I, I kind of agree. Like the, the what you're yeah. getting for three ninety nine is kind of insane. Like just I, I mean the oh, storage sure. uh, being sure. only sixty four gig, you're not going to install a, a you know half of Call of Duty on this. Uh, you know what I mean? But uh, you know it's <laughs> yeah. an entry point, right? Comes with a carrying case. Okay, cool. You know, um, but here's where you're really going to be spending um, is the five twenty nine and six forty nine. I know we both reserved. 
the 649. Right. Uh, but even if you think about it from a PC perspective, 649 is still very, uh, you know, I think that's still, you know, pretty cost, uh, I guess cost, uh, it's, it's a good value still. Uh, you're getting a 512 gig NVMe SSD. Uh, you're getting the best uh, of the Steam Deck, right? Because you're getting the glass screen or whatever. 649 still a pretty good price, right? Great price. Like, people are going to look at it. I know some people that aren't into PC, right? They might look at that and think it's excessive. They might go for the 529, 399. Because if it depends on if, like, what we're talking about here. Like, in the PC bubble, it's a good price. Great if, price. If you compare it to consoles, this is a premium option, right? So... If you're an Xbox gamer, you might look at this and go, well, I could get an Xbox, a Series... How much is a Series X? Series X is $499. $499. So bucks. If, you, if you're a console gamer, you might look at this and be like, well, I can get a Series X. You know what I mean? Um, if you are... Uh, you might think, I can get an iPad or something. Uh, I, th- I think that tablets are a good uh, argument against this. Because you could get an iPad... That would start a great argument. I got this because you can get this. fully like not maybe not a fully loaded iPad. You could get a pretty good iPad. You, you could can get, get a controller. You can get the base iPad. Yeah, which it, which is still the most powerful tablet out there. Sans the pros, Sans the M1 pros for three hundred and twenty nine dollars. Yeah, and buy a controller for fifty bucks. Yeah. but but that requires you have a PC, right? That requires you have a PC to stream from an yeah. Xbox or good Wi Fi. Or, or yeah, like Game Pass or something. I was gonna say, or if latency um, is not an issue for you and you don't plan on playing, yeah. uh, you know, input sensitive games. Let's 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 call them input sensitive games. Right. Uh, you can buy a Game Pass Ultimate sub for fourteen ninety nine, and yeah. you have a pretty sizable library yeah. on an iPad with the with the controller. And it, it's an excellent excellent value, also. I, yes, I, I'd say Game yes, Pass is. is pretty great value. Yes, it is. Uh, if you want games to play, like I think no Steam joke. Deck is a is a great great platform. Probably, in my opinion, one of, one of the best pl- platforms. If mobility is your number one pro yeah. for wanting to game, or or, or for wanting to uh, invest in a gaming platform, right? So okay, like so if, that's if, what that's the advantage then. Yeah, mobility. It is. So one hundred percent, you can grab and go yeah. with it. Although yeah. technically, I'm gonna put like mobility in quotes because this thing's a chonker, dude. Like, it have, is you, chonker. have you seen this yeah. chonker, dude? Like, okay, it's thick. Let, it's let me wide. see if I can find yeah, it's the a wide boy. It's it. It looks like you might be thinking with the if you've had a Nintendo Switch, you might be thinking okay, and then think like maybe this is the same. No, dude. This is not the same form factor. This no. thing is like it's like yeah. the Game Gear to your Game yeah. Boy, dude. This is like thick uh i like that analogy game gear to game boy because when i was younger (laughs) i was younger uh (laughs) we were a nintendo house because because my father was a huge nintendo fan so like sega genesis and um uh game gear were not allowed in the house but his friend at the time mark had a game gear and i remember going over there and picking that thing up with the six double a's in it as like a three-year-old and I was like, "This feels like a cinder block. This is this is this is the same. This yeah. is no, <laughs> this true. is uncomfortable." And the battery life on a Game Gear was like garbage. Miserable, wasn't it? miserable, man. So yeah. you know yeah. what's the? That's another thing. We don't know what the battery life yeah. is going to be on this sucker because, yeah. like, as far as you know, what they say on their website. Hold on, let me go to tech specs and pull this up once again. I don't know about you, man. I don't know if it's the way I use technology, or the way. Uh, 
batteries are rated. But I can tell you right now, I will never hit that eight-hour mark. It'll never happen. Oh, no, 100%. So it says two to eight hours of gameplay, okay? 40 mil, uh, watt hour battery, whatever, okay? Right. That is I, – I, I believe them. I believe them on that. I think that you're probably going to be closer to two rather than eight. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I'd so, estimate, too. I, I'm going to estimate maybe like four, five hours, maybe. Yeah. Uh, depending on the game, like, okay, you can do some cool stuff. Like you could, uh, frame rate, uh, cap to, uh, 30 and then you'd get a lot more time out of it. But you know us, we want to experience the 60 FPS, you know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, and I do. so, but you, you're still going to save a little bit. So like, say you're running uncapped frame rate, 720p. I bet you a lot of games will go over 60. They'd probably go into like 90s, whatever, but you're I'm capping sure it, right? I'm sure they would. So you're going to frame um, cap to 60. And because you're you're only at 60 hertz anyway on the display, your your system's not going to be 100% load, right? To my knowledge, uh, unfortunately, this uh, screen doesn't have any sort of VRR, though, right? No, it doesn't. Okay. So you're going to you're, you're gonna be running V-Sync 60 FPS yeah. cap. Um, and yeah, cause you'll probably run V-Sync, uh, on this thing. I think so. You know, um, I, I pulled it up just cause I was curious cause, cause we, we, we brought the iPad for a little bit, but yeah, man, it stinks that we couldn't get an M1 in here. Yeah. So, because, okay. Because it's funny. Cause I we're just gonna... pulled up some side by sides yeah. and the M1 absolutely annihilates okay. the processor and the Steam Deck. So we like, here's the thing about the Steam Deck guy. Uh, I, I really, we live in a world now where we have the M1. Okay, and these iPads that uh, Apple are putting out. What's the cheapest iPad that you can get with an M1? Is it that like would be the, the, the 11 Pro 128? Okay, yeah, but that's going to be you pricey. Know. It's going to be pricey. But you can get an M1 um, in the MacBook Airs and stuff and everything. Uh, so an 11 Pro 128 cheapest variant is 799. It's actually okay. not that bad. That's not that bad. So um. I just want to say that. It, Apple's putting out these uh, mobile devices, okay? They could be uh, MacBooks, okay, MacBook Air, MacBook Pro. They're putting out iPads, uh, and honestly, their iPhones are kind of uh, leading edge, uh, bleeding edge when it comes to the battery life stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah no, uh, no, I agree with that. Battery life in these mobile devices that they're putting out is just on another level. And then you have Valve putting out the Steam Deck, and it's running an x86-based processor, which is already more uh, power inefficient compared to ARM, which is what Apple's running, which is what all of our phones run. Every like mobile device made nowadays is basically an ARM device. But because you want compatibility with Windows, with Microsoft, like Steam-based yeah. games, right? Yeah. You want to be able to play PC games. All desktops, for the most part, okay, all the ones that people are buying, x86-based machines. Okay, Microsoft, if you're running Windows, you're running an x86 machine, not as power efficient. Okay, and that's why when, like, we talk about battery life in the Steam Deck, I'm concerned. Because for years... For real, for real. Like, have you ever owned a netbook? No. Do you remember when netbooks were coming? I do. Like, they were kind of like, oh, look at this baby... I actually worked at Best Buy when netbooks were a thing. Yeah. Netbooks sucked. Okay. They were terrible. We are just now at the point, I'd say this is a turning point within the past couple years, where we're getting netbook 
sized computers that actually have respectable performance. I I wouldn't say we have respectable battery life yet in those sort of x86 devices. I could be wrong. I don't think we do. I don't Uh, think we do. I mean, we have laptops that are pushing the, uh, I forget what the standard is called. Yeah. But essentially, uh, you can't bring a single cell battery, single cell being defined as the battery could have multiple cells, but the entire contents of one concealed battery cannot be greater than 99 uh, watt hours. Right. So that's why you see, that's that's essentially why you don't see a laptop with a ridiculous battery in it because you can no longer bring it on a plane. And if you can no longer bring it on a plane, it's not really considered portable at that point. It so, wouldn't be nobody would so, buy it. I uh, and the old MacBooks, uh, like the in like the MacBook 16 that had like the i9 and stuff, right? That was pushing 99 watt hours it for was. that reason. For that reason, it was literally like you know, the cap. Yeah, yeah. And, and that thing was pretty good, but it was good. It was but, good, but yeah. Even then, um, it's, it's it's not like if, M1. No, M1's on is, another level. Okay. It's it's funny that you. That you phrase that the way you did, because I feel like there'll be a few years uh, in the future uh, yeah. when more companies, you know, figure out how to make ARM uh, basically the go-to. Yeah. Uh, because it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen. Like, like you're well, going to see the M1X the or the M2 come out this year. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, and this it's is really, be... like, this is a Steam Deck discussion. But, like, the, the M1 is kind of a part of this, like, mobile processing sort yeah. of discussion, right? Yeah. They are putting out the perform the performance per watt in the M1 chip that Apple's putting out. It's just on another level that you can play, like, pretty – like, the graphics chip in it is actually kind of respectable. I don't know what the teraflops are. 2.6. 2.6? Yeah. Okay, so they already got Steam Deck on, on lock, yeah. right? They already beat them. Okay, the only problem is you don't have compatibility. Now, right. and now the thing is, if Microsoft did something much like Apple did with Rosetta 2, and they they made that compatibility layer where they develop that translation. What's up, the Surface Pro yeah. X? Yeah, I think they – yeah, but it was bad. People said yeah, it was terrible. You, you had a huge performance deficit. Yeah. But the, the crazy thing about Rosetta 2 with what Apple is doing is you get a, a performance increase. Yeah. Like going you're, – you're going through this translation layer, but the M1 is so good and the translation yeah. layer so effective that – and it's – and I mean they have it – they have control of the hardware, right? So they, they've optimized – their translation layer to work perfectly with their their silicon, and that's kind of what Google's doing there, right? You know, yeah. that's, that's, and we're that's, getting ready. We're almost. That's, there. that's kind of a good segue, dude. We're, we're seven we're, minutes. We're away kind of walking there. right into it. We're we, kind of walking right into it. Let, let's touch on the Steam Deck for one last second. So, sure. I'm going to pull up the website. So, we're pretty happy though with the overall device, like from a hardware perspective. Looking at this layout, like the buttons are kind of in a weird spot. Like, like the, I don't know if it's ergonomic. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think? Like, it's hard to tell. It's, it's hard to tell. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's more ergonomic from like a grip. Like you have a yeah. grip, right? And I think what it ultimately triggers, comes down like, to is how heavy is this boy? Okay. So I know it's heavy compared to um, like a switch. I think it's like maybe twice as heavy as a switch. Hold on. Let me see. Size and weight, so six sixty nine yeah. grams. How much is a switch? It's like uh, in grams, 
So that's uh, basically a pound and a half. Okay. Is what the... Okay. That's not too bad. How much is an iPad, like, for reference? My iPad Pro 11 is a pound. Okay. So it's heavier. But you're going to... It's a de- device designed for two-handed use, so it's going to be And because it has fine. grips, you'll get more purchase on it. You yeah. know what I mean? I yeah. feel like it might be easier to hold. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, like, the design, though, it's pretty much good i'd say the only thing that's probably going to be bad nice. is the screen is probably not going to be that nice uh um, yeah yeah the screen is definitely going to be a low point it's probably going to be like the resolution's not the problem the no no and even great resolution great resolution. even though i wish it had vrr like variable refresh rate i wish it did i wish it had it could go up to like 90 hertz uh, but like yeah. realistically for battery life 60 is fine but vrr would have been clutch um the refresh rate isn't even the problem. It's the display technology. So it's yeah. like, it's not OLED. It's not like IPS or anything. It's just like a standard off the shelf LCD it's a screen. Yeah. It's a screen. Display you know image. what I mean? And yeah. is it going to be good? Like I've seen good LCDs. I've seen bad ones. Um, so, right. and, but like when I was looking at it and I'm, obviously this is a pre, uh, I don't know if this is a final unit that they're showing off to IGN, but like I didn't, when I was just looking at the footage, the screen didn't look that great. Like, no, it no, didn't. It didn't. No, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And obviously I'm seeing it through the lens of my YouTube and then their camera and then like whatever. Yeah, there's a know. lot of variables that go into play there's when you're looking at screen and footage. But even still, I feel like uh, I'm not really thinking it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I, I, so, kind of mirroring your sentiment on that. But that's the only thing. Oh, yeah. But I want to talk about why I think it's going to be cool for me. I, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. love the idea. So I have um, – I don't have it on me, but I have like – this fascination with portables, right? So I bought like these Chinese little tiny emulator handhelds, right? Well, we need to unpack that for a second. Why are you obsessed with that? Well, I I don't know. I just, I, I love it. I love, I love the idea of uh, portable gaming. I just never do it to me. Emulators are awesome. I, I love the idea of like, I have all these systems on this handheld. It's just like cram fact. It's like a collection thing. I think, it's it's kind of why I built my arcade cabinet. It's like I can load it up with all this stuff, and it's sure, kind of like this sure. awesome celebration of gaming, right? Uh, handhelds are kind of like that too. I think that it would be awesome for a hem- emulator device, right? Because I can throw RetroArch on this thing, be able to play like all your retro games, like in now, a. Now, can great... you do that? Can you do that with a operating system that it launches with? I'm pretty sure it because it's a Linux-based OS, right? Yeah, and... but I, I don't know how locked down it is. So, like, is I... it? I, I don't know. I don't think it is, dude. I think that they're like, this is a PC. Like, you can do what you want with it. Yeah, but you, know you, I mean? you could do what you want is kind of a loose term, right? Like, right. like they may say, you can run that by formatting the drive and installing what you want. You yeah, know, dude, like, I bet you you're going to have terminal access on this thing. You're going to be able to be like, apt to get update, apt to get that's installed. A claim. I think you can. I bet you you will be able to. I'll be like, apt to get install, re- uh, retroarch, freaking, you know, and then I'll Let's have see, it on there. Uh, I'm concerned, not really concerned, because like it's probably would, would would be the the better solution. Yeah. For um, uh, for uh, like other people, right? Uh, right. That it just launches right into that new Steam Deck UI, which is kind of nice looking, actually. It looks great. It looks I fantastic. don't want to yeah. use Windows on this. 
Yeah. I really don't yeah. want to use Windows. Same here. I Same think here. Proton, Just because the UI looks clean. It looks yeah. so good. It's going to be seamless. It's going to be like a console experience almost where you just poke a game and go in. Yeah, and like yeah, that's it's huge. just that's with huge. Steam Cloud support, it's gonna be like as long as Proton supports the games you want to play, which is a big if. Like we that's, don't that's know. Big if. Yeah, we don't know. Like there actually, that's kind of a lie because there is sort of a compatibility list online. You can see right now, are your games Proton supported? I'm sure that the, it's gonna be expanded upon. So let me ask you a question, and, and and this is a question from ignorance. So if you can shed some light on it, that'd sure. be awesome because I'm sure there's, there there may be other people wondering it. How did Apple do it? Uh, what, do what? So like, uh, you have an M1 Mac, right? Hundred percent. You could play any x86 game you want. Theoretically, yeah. Yeah. So why can't Proton work that way? Yeah. Okay. So. In my mind, yeah, it should even be easier because like, it's the okay, same architecture. The problem with the way Proton does it is Proton isn't wor- worrying about translating x86-based, uh, uh, I guess I was going to say commands, but it's like uh, x86-based whatever. Because um, Instru- Windows instruction sets. Instruction yeah. sets. It's the same instruction set across like all these platforms, right? Linux, everything. Sure. The difference is the kernel, the, the operating system. Okay. A lot of games have support like they're they're they have this windows they're, they're basically tied to windows right you have so, games so that are built to with the registry with uh like app data with i would the, assume the it probably has a lot to do with direct x direct x is a big big yeah portion. this is that's talking the, from ignorance but like no. I, I assume a big thing is that's actually know, like a base, huge thing that's a basically huge you know as someone who uses mac and pc i've noticed that basically if a game has right. open gl support or open cl support it's pretty much on mac as well yeah but, but if it's based using a DirectX api forget it it's i never don't think happened. actually i don't think yeah mac doesn't really support uh open open gl anymore no they're like no, metal not, not since metal API. but you know like this is just me going Sadly. back and having to own. no but you're right yeah. it's DirectX is a big anchor point for games tied to windows and a lot of newer uh game you know uh developers and stuff are supporting sure, stuff sure. like vulcan and you know other apis which is great uh no no vulcan is agnostic right it is so it's all over the place you can like that's why you can play games i think doom eternal and stuff uh and a lot of games like that's the thing about proton is it can do some i'm pretty sure it can do some uh don't quote me on it but i'm i, I think it does some of that direct x stuff also is okay. it's doing the the okay. api translation I don't know what it's translating to. I'm going to have to look. If it is it. doing that, the the uh, overhead on that would be something to talk about, I think. But it's definitely you know, a like thing. A, yeah. I mean, like well, a, yeah. Is it adding latency? Am I getting uh, performance uh, loss? I'm sure you are a little bit, right? You would think. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just think it would be kind of interesting to see, you know, like, if your favorite game is is translated by a proton to play on the steam deck you know what kind of performance deficit can you expect well, because of that i'll tell you one thing i know i'm personally and we're going to wrap up steam steam deck and move on to the next topic mm-hmm. but um i just want to say like i'm personally very excited to do some testing so yeah I'm probably gonna yeah. we're gonna dual boot we're gonna have proton i'm, I'm gonna do some performance testing on, under proton under okay. windows and i'm actually super interested to see like I want to see some games that are running on the Switch run. Oh, okay. Um, on, I want to see the difference between like even the Switch, like 
uh, I, I'm not saying I'll buy The Witcher 3 or, or I was going to say, Eternal. to um, that note, I would be really curious to see Witcher 3. Yeah. I, I want to see the, I'm from a, okay, performance perspective, I think Witcher 3 is obviously going to look better, right? It's going to look yeah, better for sure, for on the sure. Steam Deck. I want to see Frame Locked 30, who lasts longer, Switch or Steam Deck? And then, battery? It, like, battery, yeah. And obviously, mm. with a little bit of, uh, you're going to have to tweak the settings on the Steam version because you sure, can actually sure. do, uh, you can actually adjust like yeah. your settings but uh it'll be interesting to get visual parity between the two and then see who can last longer yeah that'd be because really you're, you have the switch tegra processor arm based and then you have x86 uh amd chip in the steam deck both running it well okay 1720p flat and then once 1280 by 800 but the, you know, the only thing to keep in mind when here. doing that is i know for the witcher for example yeah. Uh, they had to go ahead and redo a lot of the textures in a lower res. So it's a completely different game. Those textures don't exist on the PC version. It'll still be fun. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be fun, but just something to keep in mind that, generally speaking, if you have a game that you enjoy playing on the Switch and you get it on the Steam Deck, uh, it'll it'll just have that inherent advantage of having higher native textures. Yeah, that's all. But yeah, just to wrap up Steam Deck, excited about it. I'm gonna we're, we'll talk about it more as we learn more and uh, as we think of stuff. I'm really interested. Uh, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about like, would I buy a laptop or a Steam Deck? Real quick, like a lot of people will be asking that question. Like, uh, yeah. So it's funny you bring that up because uh, my girlfriend Kelly just kind of reached out to me because she wants to play the Sims. Okay. That's it. She just wants to play Sims 4 yep. on a computer so she can, you know, either mod it or, you know, just, just, she, she yeah. basically just wants a, a, a Sim deck. Yeah. You know? Sim deck. So, uh, Sim deck. Yeah. Right. Play the so, Sims on this thing. Yeah. So, so, but like, honestly, look at it. Like, like, like honestly sit down and look at a, and, and try to find a laptop for under $700 that will run the Sims fine and actually, you know, not be a piece of shit. Dude, I don't think there is one, dude. I don't think there is so, one either. Because you've seen it all the time. Like, I've seen people that that are big into the Sims. They'd be playing on their laptops. Yeah. And it is not. Like, it is not. Like, they don't buy. No. Because a lot no. of these people don't buy gaming laptops that are, like, you know, $1,200, $1,300. I think you could probably get a good laptop at, like, maybe 900 sacrificing some stuff like maybe the screen maybe the form factor is a little chunkier because you know a lot of those laptops aren't the slimmest but you know like you could probably do it for 900 but the steam deck beats it in price i agree i agree with that question yep so yeah it it, kind of fills a niche that like i didn't realize the pc market was existing yeah but to get a portable gaming device under 500 dollars is kind of impossible yeah it is (laughs) you know so I, it's I see good. a lot of value in that for a lot of people. You know, yeah. there's 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 a lot of like road warriors out there who travel for a living. Yeah, and you know, truckers. I see truckers that like 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 yeah. You know, you've probably seen them pop up on on like our battle stations a few times when they have like their big eighteen wheelers and they like yeah. pull up their laptop. They get this rig. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like for them, like why 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 wouldn't you just get a Steam Deck? Honestly, yeah, because the Steam you know? Deck with the performance, it's going to have, yeah. and you'll be able to play all the latest games. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, with you can use an external mouse probably, if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could dock it. You can do whatever you want. If you yeah. want a bigger screen, you could have it. You can, 
you know, it's, it's just such a flexible device, which I think is really honestly a big seller for me. Yeah. Like I love to be able to, uh, one of the things that I options. like to do, you like options. I love options because like, you know, if I'm throwing a party, right. This is an example. A lot of times I'm playing something, uh, when I have people over Jackbox party pack and I'd love to be able to dock it, have it on the TV and we're all playing it like, bam, just like that big screen. I don't have to like haul a PC over. I don't got to have my laptop open next to the fucking thing. Yeah. I just dock it. You know what I mean? And, and, and- to that point, I mean, how many times have you and I had like hour long discussions of me trying to figure out how to get my computer to work properly on my television? Yeah, dude, no joke. Yeah. That's not yeah. even a joke. <laughs> so that's the thing. Consoles are so much better of experience uh, regarding the ease of, you know, setup. But yeah. the Steam Deck does rival that, and I really respect that about it. Same, same. I'm, uh, yeah. You know, just in closing, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm hyped for it. So, you know, expect more to come from us as we're going to talk about it more. We probably won't be able to avoid it. This is a, it's a hype hardware product. We'll talk about it some more. We're going to move on to the next topic, which is going to be the Google pixel. So interesting thing, you know, Google's been putting out their own sort of variant of, uh, of, of an Android phone for some time started with, I believe the Nexus phones. Then they rolled into the pixel phones, right? They right. have their own, they kind of, it's almost Apple-y in the way they set up their phone where it's kind of like the no bloat, except for Google stuff. Um, and, and it's just like the best uh, experience software and hardware wise. Well, maybe not hardware wise because you can buy like Samsung phones that are better. But anyway, basically yeah, so the most seamless Android experience possible, right? So just for someone who probably, you know, may, may have used an iPhone their entire life or a Samsung phone and aren't really too familiar with the right. Pixel line of phones. So uh, back in the day, uh, Google's phones were the Nexus line. And, and essentially what the Nexus line was, it was Google's way of partnering with the manufacturer. So, so at this point in time, Google didn't make their own phones. So you would have like the the LG Nexus or the Samsung Nexus or the HTC um, or, or the HTC Nexus. Yeah. Right. And they really focused on Android being open source at that point. These phones came with an unlocked bootloader. Uh, ASOP, which is Android Open Source Project, was a big seller of the Nexus phones. And tinkering, you know, was basically their target market. Like if you wanted to make your own version, your your own distribution of Android and run it, there was a huge community on uh, XDA developer forums that essentially people would make their own custom ROMs like Unicorn and so right. on and so forth. Basically custom, you know, variants of Android and then you could run it. Well, right. you know... Uh, Google kind of realized that people didn't really want that. Like the amount of people who were interested in tinkering and loading up a, you know, a different ROM on their phone was a very, very, very small market. Right. Uh, so in a turn in the complete opposite direction, which is not uncharacteristic of Google, they've made the pixel line, which wow. is more of a locked kind of like a walled garden ecosystem almost. Right. Uh, that ties you into Google. Uh, it's, 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 it's hardware made in house. I should say designed in house, kind of like you know, kind of like what Apple does, um, but it's 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 inherently Google. And while Google Android exists on many different platforms, they all come with a layer on top of Android, like One UI for Samsung, uh, HTC Sense for HTC phones, so on and so forth. Uh, but when yeah, you buy a Pixel that phone, that's like the uh, what is that called the. Not the skin, but the da 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 da. What is it called? Oh, oh, the uh, 
Dang it. What's that? Yeah. Called, dude? It's on the tip of my I tongue. Because you can Same. change it. You know, Same. that's, uh, it's been a minute since I had a, the last, yeah. uh, Android phone I had was the, uh, not to get off topic, but it was the Foldy Boy. So, Foldy Boy. Yeah, I did Foldy Boy. So, yeah, the, uh, go ahead, uh, on your, t- <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Uh, I, I broke your chain of thought, but basically, yeah, yes. So, so basically, you know, just 40,000 foot view, the Pixel is Google's vision of what an Android experience should be. Right. And that's what they're trying to deliver. You know, there's there's a lot to say, you know, kind of bringing back our conversation full circle to right. why the M1 works as well as it does. It's, it's because yeah. they, it's, it's that marriage of hardware and software. And it seems like finally... Finally, yeah. Google is, you know, saying, so, hey, maybe exactly. they did maybe they did something right. Maybe they had something here. Yeah. Maybe if we make a processor designed specifically for our operating system, yeah. we're going to give the users a better experience, both in performance and battery life. So me, right. y- y- you know, I, I'm kind of excited to see where this where this takes. Yeah. Me. So we haven't even really said it. So like the whole thing about this is Google is designing their own SOC for this thing, right? It's like their own yeah. chip. Yeah. So and, first time ever. So they've been, what was in the last Pixel? Probably a Snapdragon or something, right? Actually, the last Pixel, if memory serves me correctly, which was really interesting, okay. it was basically a mid-range phone. It didn't have the highest-end Snapdragon. It had like a lower, yeah. kind of like mid, middle-of-the-road Snapdragon processor. Yeah. Which everybody's uh, using those. Like Samsung's using yeah, those. Yeah, everyone's using uh, those. What is it? Exynos yeah. is another one. Uh, there's a couple different processors. Yeah, so, so, so you'll only find Exynos in... Certain Non, regions, right? Non-United States Samsung phones. Okay. Uh, everywhere else, you're going to get a Snapdragon, uh, a Snapdragon, or your or Huawei makes their own processors now too. I think. Yeah. So, so it's that's the interesting thing. So Google is coming out with their first ever, right? I mean, they okay. So they said that they okay. They've made image processors before, whatever. But that's for like their cameras. Uh, yeah. So, so, but... so, so, just, just, just to touch on that briefly. Uh, if you have a uh, a Pixel phone now, or or are curious about that, basically, they're, they they've designed a coprocessor in the Pixels in the in the Pixel phones that essentially handle all of the AI processing when you take a shot. So, camera phones in, in, in your phone have like a very small sensor. So, when you take a shot, like for example, night mode is is a really good example of where Google's image processor comes into play. That's kind of something that that processor exists to do. So, rather than having the SOC run some code and do that, they they've designed a chip that's specifically designed to run that level of code. Right. So that's the thing. So Google's really actually done a great job on their image processors, right? We were very impressed with yeah. the Pixel line of uh, phones. Actually, yeah. for the longest time, everyone would say the best uh, camera phone you can really get uh, is the Pixel line. I, they, I, they make ironically enough, they were using the same sensor for like three years, and no one could tell because they just kept improving their their uh, yeah. Their, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And that, honestly, when it comes to mobile cameras, right? Like I, you know, I got an iPhone was 12 Pro Max, great, uh, probably best in class sensors. But when it comes to mobile, like it's yeah. really about your image processing. Yep. 100% about your image product. Like we have, we're both camera guys. I'd say Randy more than me, right? He's got a what's your main camera right now? Like you you've handled uh, quite a bit, but Yeah, so I'm shooting on an uh, EOS R5 now. Yeah. But prior to this I was on a Sony A9 A7R4 GFX we, 50R. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just got the uh the A7 III. You know, that's all I got. It's a great camera. 
Uh, but it's so much better than any kind of mobile. Anything like better than like a like a even just the Alpha like 6500, 6000 like uh, APS-C cameras. Like they're gonna smash any sort of phone camera out of the water. Like no matter what you get above that. And that's largely uh, due to sensor size, right? So it is when it comes to optics. You know, a lot of what you're dealing with is just physics, right? Yeah. Larger sensor, better picture. Yeah. Exactly. Less noise. Yeah. So not to get into the you know, let's go back to the actual process because but but basically what we're saying is that you know Google done did a really great job, and I'm sure that's both yeah. software and hardware wise with their image, yeah. image processing. But you could see the magic that Google did when they controlled both the software and the hardware. So it's exciting to see them pull an apple and basically say we're going to control the hardware and the software experience now we're going to be able to optimize for our own chip and 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 basically make something tailor made for to work under android and make the software work tailor made for the hardware that we're going to put in this phone we're interested to see where does that lead uh, where does that lead basically it could yeah, be actually I think it's exciting awesome. yeah. yeah yeah it could be really good uh, you know, part of part of the issue you have with an Android phone is is something called wake locks, where apps don't 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 go into deep sleep. Uh, if you're familiar with like iOS and stuff, it's actually called AppNap on iOS. AppNap, I love that. Uh, I always yeah, do it's like great, right? I've always do like the cool names for shit that you can yeah. remember. You know what I mean? Like marketing. you'll never forget it. Yeah, yeah marketing. Yeah. Good. But like yeah, it's like for Android. Okay, so it, but so you're saying it has an issue going to sleep, like the apps do, or mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So like I don't know if you've ever owned an Android phone, and somebody's like, "Man, this battery life's not that bad. It's actually pretty good." And yeah. then the next day, you're like, "It's noon, and I have to plug yeah. my phone in." That's okay. because you they're know, not some, going into standby at all. Like some the apps. some running app isn't going into AppNap, you know, and yeah. That happens a lot on Android still yeah. to this day, and you know a lot of that kind of exists on the kernel level. In my opinion. So so, so if, how much battery life and, and, and I don't really, you know, I don't expect you to really know this, but like obviously Android compensates for the uh, the issue by having a, ma- a massive amount of RAM in their phones. Like you can get like 12 sure, gigs sure. of memory. And uh, a massive battery for and, that point. Yeah. And they, they basically compensate for their software uh, and their, their, you know, with good hardware. Right, they're compensating. Mm-hmm. Apple don't need it, so they don't put it in their phone. They don't put like as big chunky batteries. They don't put right. um, as much memory. Like people will look at the specs on an iPhone and go, "This is weak," but it's not weak. It's not yeah. weak. Yeah, it's yeah. I, optimized, bro. It comes down to efficiencies. So, like, how much like battery if, life is if you're using a lot of apps? That I mean, obviously, if an app is running, it's using CPU cycles. Things are happening, but right. if it's just kind of in the background, it's still in memory, right? It's not napped. It's still in memory. Is the memory usage just being high going to eat battery? Or is it so, like it's running, it's doing something, it's just kind of there ready? Uh, is that question. really what's eating it? Like good I'm question. just curious because so, it's obviously you're getting um, less battery life, right? So um, I'm going to put this in what I know best. Okay. okay. So, so knowing what I know about computers, RAM will consume the same amount of energy if it's full or not because it's volatile storage. Um, so if your phone is, you know, if your DRAM right. voltage is 1.5 volts, you're, regardless, it's like, oh man, I got nine apps running, my RAM's pulling. It, okay, no, no, it, no, it doesn't, doesn't work, work, work that way. Like but you know, um, you can't help me for uh, uh, thinking so, maybe it does. So, so the problem mm-hmm. is, and and where I believe the problem lies is when those apps in RAM 
are being treated as foreground apps in your CPU cycle yeah. rather than background apps in your CPU yeah. cycle. So it's still utilizing your system to some degree. Your the operating system is still considering it. It's still ready to right. go right. at the at the anytime a user needs it, it's like keeping it ready. And that's just so, the act of that alone and you know it being there is just eating a little bit of battery, just a little bit, but they add up across multiple apps. Uh, but, you know, Android does put apps to sleep. Oh, right? yeah. They're, they're supposed to. They're yeah. supposed to. The problem is when they don't go yeah. to sleep, There's ways which, to, which like, happens more often than not, right? Yeah. And then, like, uh, to, to, to kind of add a little bit more credence to my uh hypothesis here right. is if you've ever watched those youtube videos when someone you know gets like all of the latest phones and they'll do like a battery comparison yeah and then you look at something like a samsung note 20 that has like what a 5000 or 5500 milliamp hour battery anyway right. huge compared to like apple's like 3700 right. milliamp hour battery uh chances are like the samsung may beat it by like 45 minutes okay uh, but 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 you're looking at like you know like one third more battery and you know, what they don't show you is, you know, having owned an S20 Ultra, a Note 20, yeah. uh, Z Fold 2, yep, yep. is what they don't show you is how ridiculous the difference is with standby time. Yeah. No, like, dude, standby, dude, this yeah. phone, if you don't have yeah. it on yeah. and you're just having it chill, like, yeah. oh, my God, it, it just doesn't even yeah. it doesn't even yeah, use battery, it's, basically. It's because <laughs> it does, apps properly go to sleep. You know yeah, I mean? It's because, crazy. And yeah. it's still responsive. Like, I can pick it up and use it immediately. Yep. I still get my notifications. I still get But it's just chilling there, sipping away at its battery. Not really yeah. that much. You don't even notice it. It can last. If you're not using your phone, it's just going to. And that's, honestly, Apple's like that with all their products now. Oh, everything. Everything. They, because they control the hardware stack from the ground up. So what is the Pixel going to do? Like, is it going to be different than every Android phone to date? Is it going to actually be uh, able to rival what Apple's done on their platforms, the iPhone, the iPad? Because the iPad's a god-tier battery, by the way. I yeah, mean, yeah. are they going to be able to do that? I don't know. I don't know at what level they're, uh, they're that they're going to optimize, if they're going to so, optimize or what. Could so here's good. my opinion. Here's my opinion. I think we're going to see a sizable increase, but I don't think we'll ever get to Apple's level. No. But but not for not for fault of Google. Okay. Okay. So I think the problem lies in the fact that Google will still have to realize that other manufacturers will have to still run their operating system. So there will yeah. be certain, you know, instruction sets that will have to be that's a the little bit more variable. That's the downer. I think you're than, right, dude. I was thinking the same thing because it doesn't change the fact that they got to design Android to work with everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah. even though the pixels get everything first. and Which is cool, though, right? Because options are cool. You know what I options mean? Options like, are great. Like okay. part of the reason, okay. uh, part of the reason why sometimes I switch to an Android phone and then hate it is because <laughs> they have options. You they know, do. like if they want a, fo- a phone that folds like this, yeah, they have. It. I miss my. If they want, yeah. You know, I just, I you know, just the software and the hardware, like the the package to me. That's why I stick to my iPhone. Uh, it's just yeah. a, a better package. Yeah. And, and but I absolutely miss some of the stuff I've had on Android. Bro, you and I had like a small discussion offline before about yeah. the Z Fold 3. Yeah. And it's actually one of the topics I chose to talk about for my 
uh, for my, your for your ramblings, did for my ramblings at the end about why did. I can't do it. Oh my god, I'm all about that discussion because yeah. I am actually. We're about to roll yeah. into ramblings now. Yeah, if we're done with the pixel, do you have any last? Uh... Yeah, uh, yeah, I I do I do want to touch on one more thing that I think is very interesting. Okay, so if you actually just you know if you're at home and you just want to check it out and see what we're talking about, Google usually doesn't have their keynote and their product launches until October. However, uh, Google being Google and trying different things all the time, uh, they actually put up their full product page for the Pixel 6 already. So their storefront is already up for the Pixel 6. You can see everything you want to see on it. You can see the sizes, the colors. Uh, it tells you all about the processor. It's, it's all up there like it's ready to go, but you just can't buy it until October. Yeah, so, there it is. Meet Google yeah, Tensor. Dude. Yeah, so, so it's like how crazy is that, right? Like there's no big announcement. They're just like, here it is. Get ready I, in I kinda three like months. That, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, refreshing, dude. Yeah, and it's an interesting design too. I actually don't hate it. It's kind of goofy. I, but... I hated it in leaks. I, I absolutely yeah. hated it in leaks. But now that I see actual photos that yeah, aren't marketing. snapped in like, yeah, <laughs> I think it looks nice. It's dude. cool. It's, like, I actually like, like click it, on the yeah. black one. Click on the black one with the black click? dot. I I think you can click on like the black. Oh, this six pro. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't think I can click on anything. No, like, let me see, like, the, the, those dots there. Can you click on those dots? Oh, there's dots. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You want the, yeah, the black one. The black oh, one looks nice. Didn't they say? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That is slick. That yeah, is slick. Really, it looks good. It looks yeah. real clean. I like how they go with the colors. It, it, Always going to go It looks really clean. Look yeah, at this so, two-tone one. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm I a big fan of that, like, kind of off those yeah. like varying shades of gray. Look at that, dude! Yeah, I'm like, just now noticing it. I that looks so clean. Light, but no, it looks so like, good, doesn't it, dude? Dude, I'm a sucker It's got that aesthetic that I'm into. Yeah, dude, it's like the Z Fold Two when it had the the I had the uh, the what they call it Mystic Bronze, but it was more oh, like a rose gold. I'm so jealous, you have dude! That's so sexy, yeah. dude. Yeah, I miss that thing, dude. I shouldn't have gave it up, but oh well. But anyway. Yeah, dude, it looks nice. It looks nice. It does look nice. It does look nice. And and you know, just seeing it has me tempted a little bit. Not it's, gonna lie. Yeah, you know? it's uh, you uh, know, I, I'll I look forward to seeing it come out. I'm not gonna get it personally, but I want to see. I'm gonna be uh, keeping an ear to the ground on it. I want to know if it's it. good. I might get it. Oh shit, dude, you would. I might not. I you might. Not. All right, dude. So we're gonna move on if, to. Let's move on, dude. Okay. Uh, so. Unless you get that last minute t- thing to p- plug, what do you want? No, I, I was just gonna say that uh, if I did get it, it would definitely be alongside an iPhone. It would be yeah. You would keep would, your iPhone. It would be a it would be a sim swap scenario. Yeah, hundred percent. So what we're gonna do? Uh, I figured right now is our kind of just talk about whatever we want segment for a little bit. Um, you did mention that you wanted to bring up the Fold Three, so we're already talking about it. Yeah, Fold Three. Yeah. So is there actually anything out? With the full three uh, now, there's some leaks out. There's some leaked images. Uh, it's all but confirmed that it will get S Pen support. So oh I'm really God. interested. There's I'm no really, way. I'm really no interested. Way, really? To, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's actually a. Uh, I think it passed through the through filings already, but there's a S Pen Fold edition. Oh my God! That's designed to work on the foldable screens. You know, uh, I, let me tell you something, dude. So, you know, you and I both, we both ran Z Fold tubes, right? Yeah. Um, and I awesome lost mine. Phone. Okay. It awesome was a great, phone. honestly, yeah. God tier. God tier phone. I did a review on YouTube uh, on my uh, FitDread YouTube channel. Check oh, it out. It's actually pretty good. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It actually, you know, I got some surprising feedback from it, I, you know, in the comments. People actually really liked it. And I was just kind of doing a casual thing. Like, I had to, I wanted to talk about it because, and, you know, at the time during the review, I said, this is the best phone for me. 
right now, bar none. And right. it's still funny because I said that watching my review now, and I'm like, damn, dude, I traded it in for an iPhone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, which is hilarious. And I did the same. Yeah. So, you know what's the nutty thing is I I we I had the Z Fold two. I was operating using it. I loved it. But like I had an itch to go back. I was like, I miss the iPhone, you know. And you know I why, went dude? It's what? A, because the grass is greener. The ga- grass is greener. I missed the Apple Watch. I love my Apple Watch. Um, I missed everything. Like the okay, my Samsung Watch sucked. I told you that. I told uh, you it's it was the bad. it's the closest to the Apple Watch you can get. It is. It is. But it's nowhere close. It is not yeah. even close. It 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 mimics Samsung, dude. Let me just tell you, they mimic so hard. Oh Apple. yeah, yeah. It's which is it's the best not form of flattery, even. Right? It's the best form of flattery, but they don't do it as well. For example, even HomeKit, <laughs> dude. So they have Samsung Smart Things, and it is it looks almost exactly like HomeKit. I can't really. This is going to sound really weird, but whenever I use Samsung products or Samsung apps, yeah. I feel like I bought like. The Wish.com version of an Apple I product, know. right? That's like, I feel like I'm is. on, like, pair. You know? Dude, <laughs> it's sad, like, how they don't even try to hide it. Like, no, everything, no. actually. If And honestly, Samsung's not the only one guilty. Because the SmartThings app looks like HomeKit. The yeah. LG do the uh, LG ThinQ app. Guess what? Looks exactly like freaking HomeKit. I, I have that, too. Does it really? Same little boxes, same, it. like, yeah. situation. You can see my LG phone there. I have wow. an LG washing machine. You can see I have 14 minutes wow. left on it <laughs> on my wash cycle. Um, it's pretty cool, but it looks like HomeKit. They, it's yeah. just everyone's uh, just unashamed. They they make it look exactly like HomeKit. So I just think that's hilarious, but the, that's hilarious. the thing about the Fold. But... You know, let's talk about the fold screen. So, do you think they'd improve that screen, the folding yeah, screen? Absolutely. Because absolutely. did you see some of uh, what was happening to people's screens in the fold in the crease? And where, it happened where, to my where, own too. So, wait, what, did did something happen in your crease? Yeah, it did. So, I was starting to develop a crack. Really? Um, yeah, it was. It was a crack. And I could run my fingernail over it and feel oh, it. Shoot. But really? there's people on Reddit that have posted, check this out. And it's like my crack, but it actually realized like itself and like became big. Got, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've never seen your crack. No. no well, you didn't want to <laughs> see it and you can't because I traded it in and I made sure that the uh, Apple people that I was giving it to didn't see it either. Um, never show your crack in the Apple with the, <laughs> Yeah, dude. With the screen on, you couldn't see the crack. So it was like, hey, check this out. It's perfect. And then like if you turned it off, you could sure, see it. Sure. Even Amanda saw it. She was running her thumb and she's like, ew. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't know where that is. But see, the thing is, Samsung offered a free screen replacement. So had it gotten worse, I was going to yeah. give it to Samsung, even though that sucks. You know, I, I, I still, I still got to like just interject. You know, good on them. You know, like clearly you're yeah. buying a, a targeted market luxury device because no one's spending $2,000 on the phone unless, it's, unless you're passionate about it. Unless you're, like you're us, us and we're dumb. Yeah. But yeah. like we knew we were being dumb. Like, right. Like, right. We oh, like, 100%. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. I don't want to even yeah. support this. I'm buying it. Bro, because this is like the only I bought, thing that does it. I bought the Note 20, and then two weeks later, you talked me into buying the Z Fold. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're, we're dumb. Yeah, that um, was my bad, dude. I, <laughs> dude, uh, I, dude I, it was so easy for me. It was so easy. The Fold is such an awesome phone to sell. It, 
It was a great dumb decision. Oh, it really yeah. is. It really is. I'm I mean, like, like a salesman. I, have, I was like, yo, dude, but can I have your phone friends, do this? Like, I have friends who are just diehard Apple, uh, yeah. Apple iPhone users. And they're not even, you know, necessarily yeah. Apple fans. They just like the iPhone, you know. And, 100%. And, and they would never buy anything but an iPhone. Yeah. And the Fold was like, I would buy that. Yeah. No, you know? it's super impressive. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen one in person, it is, honestly, and I was super skeptical. Like, I know if, uh, you had the, uh, before that, you had the Z Flip, right? I, I love the Z and Flip. And you were telling yeah. me, like, yo, dude, this is not bad. Like, the Fold, because, like, you know, everyone's thinking these folding screens, like, they're plasticky. No, dude, these are nice. Like, they're actually I will good. tell you, I will tell you that I treated my Z Flip. Yeah. Like you should treat no phone. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like Abuse. you can just, you can just stick your thumb in there and really just, yeah. just flick your wrist, fling it open to where it's, it's like a whack when it, when it, when it flies open. Oh, yeah. And that thing, just, I've seen videos just, of people like throwing them and stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's like, yeah. I think Stassi Labs did yeah. one where like he tossed it off his desk and then kicked it around in sand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it, like, <laughs> like anyone who says, oh, it's not durable, right? Clickbait articles online and yeah. never actually used one. No. Because it's durability was never a complaint with mine. I think that, after, after, after we talked about how, how yours broke. So, well, I had my back glass crack, but any phone can do that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then my, my screen, like that was the problem. That was probably my problem. I blamed Samsung a little bit because I thought the design was dumb the way they did it. But as somebody in my review came back and was like, it's probably they did it like that because they, they kind of like curved the glass over one of the sides. They probably mm. did it for antenna reasons. Oh, but OK. Yeah. I thought it was dumb because I was like, it just makes that that part that kind of curves over to the, the you're side talking of about the, the back glass. Yeah, point, that's right? what yeah. that's what broke on mine. So it broke right there where that curve was that curved from the back to the to the side of the phone. And I was like, it, it doesn't nice. It was cool looking, but it was also like, why did they even bother? Yeah. Uh, and then I broke my phone there and I was like, I blame you, Samsung. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it was because of the antenna. But yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but it was, it was a freaking awesome phone. Durability is not a problem. Uh, the glass, I think some people did have issues with the folding part, right? Uh, I had I didn't have any scratches on the inside other than my little crack. I didn't either. I didn't either. Um, it was pristine. And I took off. I convinced you to take off your screen protector. You did. Right. You did. Because and, and, it felt, like, amazing without it. And you, if, it, if it folds shut, you don't need it. So it was like – so, honestly, the Z Fold 2 – it was like such a freaking sick device. I miss it. Yeah. So, like taking off the screen protector uh, for for those who who haven't held uh, a, a Z Fold or actually used one, uh, but you've used a normal phone, uh, the screen protector that comes pre-installed on on like the Z Fold, right? Like it, it has like this like rubbery texture, right? Like right. like like your finger almost wants to grab to it, uh, and then as soon as you take it off, it feels honestly like a normal screen again. Yeah, hundred so percent. Like you're, it, yeah, you would think like because like, when I think of, when I think about a um, plastic screen, I think like uh, of the old phones that we used to have, like way back when plastic screens were dominant and they felt like kind of like you you were literally rubbing a plastic yeah. screen. But we have things now. We have screen coatings. We have whatever. Yeah, for it those of you not, who think that that it's like one of those like older, not laminated displays, it's no. not like that at all. It's yeah. actually, actually, it's even more so in the opposite direction because the screen is literally like what you're touching. Right on, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're basically touching the screen practically, yeah. and it's just unreal. Like it's yeah. It was honestly the the screen was better than my iPhone. I'd say 100. percent 
I would say um, so too. I would say so too. It was too. brighter. It was actually way brighter. Like the iPhone's screen is not nearly. Yeah, dude. It's funny you mentioned that because like on Saturdays, I've been like uh, just just like getting my grill on yeah. a little bit and like trying to like view in my 12 Pro Max out in the yeah. sun. Like I was like sometimes I basically had to move into the shade yeah. to see it. And it just seems weird to me because I don't remember ever having to do that with my Note 20 yeah. or my Z Fold. So the Fold 3, right? Like, what's holding you back? Because obviously we're big. We're tied into the Apple ecosystem, right? Like we, This we, guy is holding me back. So you have – okay, so you know what's funny? Uh, you pull up the iPad. Is it because you like the combo? You like the iPhone combo? You like the iPad? You, you'd rather a tablet be a tablet and a phone be a phone or is it something no, else? No, no. So if Apple came out with a Fold – like a folding phone, like the iFold, I would be all about it. The problem is, is that I love my iPad. The iPad is my companion at work. It's my companion at home. If I'm at work, I take, if I'm in a meeting, I'm taking notes on my iPad with the Apple Pencil. If yeah. I'm at home I'm and I'm reading the internet, I'm sitting on my couch with a drink right. and I'm reading it on my iPad because I think it's the best way to consume yeah. web content. Uh, if I'm in bed and I'm reading a book, I'm on my iPad. Yeah. If I need to pull up my notes, it's already on my iPad. Yeah. Uh, and since I'm on my iPad so much, it's nice to be able to, you know, yeah. get all my texts, all my phone calls, my FaceTime, my uh, FaceTime conversations, all on the device I'm currently using. Right. So it really comes down to I don't want to lessen the value of the device I use the most, which is my iPad. So and if you're an iPad guy, right? Like obviously, so. If you're on the go, right, um, do you take your iPad with you? Yes, every time. It never leaves my bag. Actually, uh, I have both um, both cases. So I have the, uh, the keyboard white thing. keyboard, yeah, and then I, so I nice. also have the uh, – I can grab it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, standard one as well. So, so you – so you're actually – I'd say you're in the minority, um, okay. you know, I'd, I'd say that like most people probably don't bring their iPad with them everywhere, but if, yeah, it goes with me every place. It, I like I know for me, right? Like I actually, I love my iPad as well. Uh, but honestly, I, I don't use it that much. Um, and, and part of it's because my son's taken it over. Uh, <laughs> he loves the iPad. Good but, boy. Good boy. Yeah, like, he, he does. Literally today I was taking notes in a meeting I was in, you know, the Apple yeah. pencil. Yeah. It's, it, it's basically Apple my life. got here. No, so if you're a big iPad user, but like, sure. here's the thing: like, I typically am on my phone, right? Like, I got my phone everywhere, and it's to me, um, if I had to pick just the phone, right? If I had to pick just a phone, the Fold wins. Yes, to me. yes, I agree. Um, but there's but, more to the equation than the yeah. hardware you buy, right? Because okay, so here's the thing: so if you're talking about using a phone. Okay, I still would say the iPhone provides the best experience. And the reason I say that is because it just works. So, you know, as you can tell, Eric and I are really uh, big advocates of the Fold. But, you know, coming back full circle to kind of what we talked about with the, with the, uh, with, with, with the new Pixel phone coming out, Android currently doesn't support foldable devices natively. No. So if it wasn't Samsung, for Samsung and what right. they do... 
So it yeah, wouldn't so, work. So so Samsung had to build a whole multi-touch or yeah, multi-touch. Wow, a whole you know multi-faceted interface on yeah. top of that, and it really shows. Yeah. Like for example, you know, like if you wanted to open up multiple apps at once, you could really tell that it's going through a layer on top yeah. of a layer. So it, it's kind but of hard. It was pretty good. Though. <coughs> it was pretty. Good. It was. It was. I use excellent split screen for what it app is. all the time. You, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't wish I could do that on the iPhone 100 yeah, yeah. like i would always uh there's a mobile game i play i would always keep it like uh on the bottom and i do whatever or like the other yeah. way around i'd put my game on top and then i would do whatever i'm trying to do on the bottom or whatever so i'd yeah. be able to multi-screen like, is huge multi-screen is massive and i and i wish the iphone could do that but it can't right so as far as and like honestly like you're saying samsung had to build that yeah yeah and like so like to to my point before, kind of like what Eric is saying, you could really tell, though, that basically, so you know how uh, on the fold you can, like, make uh, segments? And, and by those segments, I mean, like, like, like app pairs and, and, like, the slide over. Okay. That all has to be done on, on, on Samsung's layer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they really had to do a whole lot of work on the back end right. to get that to actually work. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but it was pretty good, right? Um mm. You know, I actually really loved my fold for that. Um, that was probably the one of the biggest reasons that I am sad I don't have it today. But um, like, okay, yeah. as far as like the fold goes, like obviously you had, or do you still have your Z Fold too? I don't have my Z Fold anymore. Okay, so you don't have it. I don't have mine. I traded it in for the iPhone, Thanks. but we're still in the discussion. Like maybe Z Fold three? No, not for me at least. Okay, and it's. Because thanks or or not thanks to Apple, when I buy a phone, when I buy my my iPhone, I have to think of what other things I have that go with it. Yeah. Right. So if it's, I switch to the Z lot. Fold, I lose my Apple Watch, I lose my iPad, I lose yes, uh, I lose the ability to text from my from my MacBook, I lose the ability to text from my iPad, you know, and, and, yeah. and one thing that I use a lot, I, I, I know you're a little bit different on, on, on that, but I keep a lot of my files in iCloud drive just because my preferred, uh, editing device is my M1 MacBook pro. Cause honestly, it's just fast. It's seamless, you know? Yeah. So like, so like if I photo edit on my MacBook, I like that they're immediately on my phone yeah. through my, through, through iCloud. And you know, there there are people who who are going to say, "Oh, well, you could just download Google Drive and sync it that way." It's not the same. It just isn't like the user experience is not the same. Right. And while that solves one of my problems, it doesn't solve all of my problems. Right. And although I will say, there's probably solutions to a lot of those, but uh, whether or not they work as well as what yeah. iCloud provides on the Apple ecosystem. You know, and, and like if you could get those solutions on an Android ecosystem, it's probably just not as seamless as yeah. uh, what yeah. you have in the Apple ecosystem. So it's really uh, no surprise why you'd want to stay, what, why people stay there uh, once they're in because they get so comfortable yeah. with this way of doing things, this workflow, this process. And then to to have to switch platforms is very jarring. And yeah. like we've both jumped back and forth. And constantly, constantly. Like, I know I'm personally at a point where there, there are, there's not as much tying me to the Apple ecosystem, but I'm still 
kind of tied there it's a lot of it is consistency right like yeah. and, and and it's really hard to write down on paper and put into words yeah but if you've used an android phone for any set period of time and you've owned yeah. a uh android phone or did i say android phone first anyway if if you've owned an, an iphone for a set yeah. period of time and you've owned an android phone for a set period of time there's a, a level of consistency and reliability right. that exists on the iphone that does not exist yeah. currently on any android phone yeah and, and just for any listeners like we aren't like bias we're, no or, or, like, no we again, definitely would, would yeah. come off as like fanboys uh maybe so, even to apple but like we've used yeah. all of it guys uh we've owned all of these platforms windows android ios like we we are not like we've been on linux we've we've been everywhere and yeah uh, for context yeah. for context uh, I'll, I'll just go over my 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 uh, what's in my pocket. Here's my portfolio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So so January was iPhone 11 Pro Max. Yeah. February was Galaxy Z Flip. Yeah. Um, July was iPhone SE2. Yeah. August was Note 20 Ultra. August was default. Dude, two. this is getting embarrassing. Um, Stop. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and then end of November was iPhone 12 Pro Max. Is, yeah, yeah. Insane. So, so that's that's one year, that, the, guys. Yeah. This is this is the worst it's ever been for him. I promise. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad year. Really this was a bad year. Bad year. Yeah. Dude, we kind of made it. it's funny because when we bought the Z Fold two, we were like, yeah. "This is it, dude. This, this is, is it. Yeah. This is it. Couple dude. years. Couple years. Did we will get two years out of this, dude? Yeah. It would be worth it, dude. Two thousand, whatever. We'll just keep it longer, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, dude, it didn't pan out, did it? Yeah, no, um, not at all. We should have saw that coming, but. But like yeah. that's the context, right? Like we yeah. operated on all the yeah. platforms, and when he talks about the consistencies in iOS and the platform, there's definitely it. It definitely has some uh, some quirks, just like anything does. But I would say that it's just out of all the platforms, it is very consistent. So you you know we appreciate that um, as somebody that uh, as people that do tech in our uh, in our careers. Yeah, we appreciate. When something just, just works, works. Yeah. you have no idea how much it's of it is a relief because... to not have to do work at home sometimes. And, you know, that's kind of why I've been driven to my Xbox, you know, yeah. the same exact reason, because when I pick up my iPhone, yeah. I consistently know I can just get right into an app. And when right. I was younger, you know, going back to kind of what we what, what, what we touched on in Nexus, like, yeah, yeah. tweaking is awesome, yeah. right? But, like, now, yeah. now I like kind of just want to get in, dude, do like, what I need to do, and, yeah. get, and then get out. Yeah, and and, and, and even yeah. me. Like, I, I'm somebody that I, I think I'm, uh, in some aspects, more of a tinkerer than you are because mm-hmm. I'm willing to, like, have my own server running and all these custom apps that I deploy for my friends and stuff. Um, that's something a lot of people don't really want to do, but that's kind of the extent of it for me. Like, yeah. because I got some real gains from that that are uh, big benefits operating my own stuff. But like having an Android phone versus an iPhone, like the seamless uh, experience you can get. And honestly, when it comes to the Mac uh, and the MacBook Pro, you're not only getting like a great software, you're getting like cutting edge yeah. hardware. Bleeding edge, like anybody that contests that the M1 isn't like at the current state of things, God tier, yeah. as far as hardware goes. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about, in my opinion, because it is honestly uh, kind of magical. Nobody expected it to be as good as it was. No, no. So the 
the M1 is just completely, yeah. completely re- revolutionary. And it like is. I said before, like I feel like that there'll be a time, you know, yeah. moving forward where we we look back on that and yeah, and realize you know the revolution that that yeah. that, 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 that Apple oh, has. I think so, in. dude. This is honestly a point in history. It's a point yeah. in history. Uh, I, I'd go as far as to say that it's definitely a big turning point for Apple. I, yeah. look, I don't know what their stock price is going to do. I don't know any of that shit. But I think that uh, what they're doing, I don't think it's going to be rivaled anytime soon by other manufacturers. Yeah. I think it's going to take a lot of catch up time. But that's just me speculating. I don't know. Yeah, pure speculation. A pure speculation. Not, not a financial advisor. <laughs> not a financial advisor whatsoever. Uh, so. <laughs> But yeah, so we're we're pretty much done with this segment, man. Uh, do you want any uh, last talking points or anything? I was no, going to talk about my smart home stuff, but we kind of went on time a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we're already at uh, almost an hour and a half. So our last segment, uh, let's roll into it. It's going to be what are you playing? What games you've been playing lately? And sure. uh, so uh, I'll I'll go first on this one because I feel like yours is going to be a little bit more exciting than mine. Okay, sure. Uh, okay. Uh, I've just been playing The Ascent on Xbox. It's on uh, Xbox Game Pass for both PC and Xbox. Okay, okay. And it's a twin stick uh, action RPG. So think of like uh, like a modern day Smash TV with uh, action RPG elements. So there's like a gearing system and you level up. But what really makes this game stand out to me is the environment because it takes place in a dystopian cyberpunk future. Okay. Uh, and in my opinion, uh, it's kind of a little bit more fun than cyberpunk. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I'm pulling up the website right now because I, I haven't actually I don't think I've seen too. much about it. It's so. co-op both local and online. So, so. on Game Pass, apparently. So I I know it's kind of been been been, been uh, a long time coming since we've got a decent couch co-op game. Yeah. But yeah, for yeah. those of you out there who are who who like reminisce those days when we had like Baldur's Gate, Champions of Norath on right, like right, the right, PS2 right. and stuff. Uh, this is this this game, this game is definitely worth checking out and picking up. Okay, I'm, so we're on Steam I'm, I'm too. A good time with okay, it. yep. Um, uh, I'm born first January 1990. View page. All right, so I'm checking it out on Steam. Uh, the Ascent. Here we go. Let's check it out. Mostly positive. We got some good stuff. No, I don't want to hear that. Okay, it's uh 10 right now. Twenty six dollars. And uh, so it's a shooter, right? Wait a minute. It's, a, it, it's, it's top a, down. It, it's a top down twin stick, so it's very similar to like old Smash TV. Okay, okay. I mean, the graphics look nice. Uh, graphics are insane. Uh, environmentally, it really sets the mood. They killed it with city design. Level design is is absolutely absolutely fantastic um some of the downsides for me is the weapon system and the armor system so the itemization is a little lacking uh but it doesn't take away at all from the fantastic environment and the fun gameplay so you said it's co-op right it's co-op uh and on xbox uh series consoles it is also couch co-op there's a dedicated couch co-op mode so so uh, so it's like two-player co-op then yep okay Oh wow! I mean, this looks nice. Yeah, RPG ish, or uh, yeah, yeah, to, uh, total action RPG. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so think think of like uh, like I said, think of like Diablo meets Smash TV. Right? So there's gear then. Yeah, yeah. And so like, dro- uh, you, there are gear drops, or do you have to get currency, or is it like a? So gear does drop. Uh, excuse me. In my mind, itemization is the weak point. Okay. So basically, uh, armor is a is a free for all. Uh, 
which is fine. But weapons, how weapons will work in this game is there's probably, I want to say, nine or ten different weapon types. Yeah. And those are the only weapons that will drop, right? Okay. So uh, if you get, like, two of the rifles, which is called the Dread, right? So if you get two Dreads, uh, you, your, dread. your only real value is to sell one of them because they're going to be the exact same. But, nice. but, 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 but then you also find components okay. to upgrade your weapons so like so like you, you, every dread you find in the beginning of the game will be dread mark one mark one mark one okay yeah, but yeah, then yeah, if you yeah. upgrade it to mark three for example say then every dread from here on out you find will be mark three okay but there's no actual variance in terms of like oh i picked up a really good dread you know what i mean there's yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing like that gotcha dude i mean it looks good i mean the price is right it's it's not too much or anything it's kind of it's it's also off. included on Game Pass Ultimate on both Xbox and PC. So wow. if anyone out there is a Game Pass subscriber, it's a day one Game Pass. That's so an easy free. game, dude. Yeah. Easy game, easy life right there. And if you're a Steam gamer and you want to play it on your Steam Deck... It's 10% uh, off, right? 10% off. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wish games like this were on GOG, dude. Like, give me that yeah, game right? for free, dude. Yeah. I'm always checking GOG because you never know. Um, it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, man, I guess I could roll into what I was playing, dude. Yeah. Like, I was playing some of that Halo Infinite, dude. Oh, man, I'm so dude. jealous. So, yeah. you know, it's crazy, because I, I know we're both signed up, right, to the uh, the flight. Yeah, we are. But, I, I, I'm signed up for the flight on both console and PC. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Eric and I are, like, the biggest Halo fans. Dude, we're we big. We grew up playing Halo. Big Halo. Uh, I just... I just love the franchise. We grew up with it. I know. It. I was yeah. playing uh, when I was young. I uh, I got Xbox late in the game, like the OG, the OG Xbox, not the OG X, not the Xbox One, not the, but the Xbox. You know what I'm saying? Like the um, yeah, like the, the Rock introduced like the, Xbox, like the the one that had the Duke controller, but I didn't have the, the Duke. Duke. Uh, so I got an Xbox late, and I got Halo One and Two the same Christmas. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, How old were you? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember. But it was like uh, Halo Two had just came out, and uh, so the hype was there. I was excited to get my feet wet, and uh, we got the Halo Edition Xbox. It was the Green Boy. It was awesome. Oh, uh, do you still uh, have that, man? That, uh, I don't. That's probably worth a pretty penny. Yeah, I ended up. Uh, I think my cousin might have it. Uh, I'd have to ask him if he still does because I, I kind of want it back. <laughs> I want it back, dude. Uh, but yeah, when I left for the Navy back when uh, you know I was doing that, I uh, ended up just saying like, "Here you go, buddy. Uh, nice have fun." What a guy. Yeah, so I ended up you know he wanted to play some Xbox. I was like, "Here, bro." But uh, yeah, so the, you know I've been playing since Halo Two. I played some. Uh, I remember playing. I was in the Halo Three beta. I remember playing the Halo Three beta. I was in the Halo Three beta too. Yeah. I was in the Halo Five beta. Nice. Uh, so we both were in the uh, signed up for the program. Didn't get invites, but my brother did. So what I ended up doing, I went to his house. Lucky boy. Yeah, and. He was like, dude, come over, dude, check it out. I was like, okay, man, I'll come over. Uh, just so for context, just for context, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric and I are, are, are hours away, unfortunately. We are, unfortunately. That's why Otherwise, I would have been there, too. I'd be like, Chad, you're not my brother, but I'm coming over. Yeah, so. no, he would have he been welcome to share it. He is also, me and, I mean, that was the thing. Me and him, we opened this, uh, we, we've been playing Halo since we got that Xbox on our Christmas morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, we loved Halo 1. We played through the campaign, then re- rolled straight into Halo 2. Two, love so now, the shit dude, out of that. Been playing ever since, dude. So, did, did um you and your brother 
go through like like like, like the campaigns like like uh, together. Couch yeah, we did. Oh, dude, what memories! Dude, what memories, such good memories, man! Every Halo game yeah. we do that. So I know the next Halo game we're probably gonna do it as well. So uh, probably go through it, do the campaign. You know what I'm saying, bros? That's so nice. That's so uh, nice. Yeah, because we we love Halo. Actually, it's funny because like back then when we were playing Xbox Live for like Halo Two. Uh, I was the better player, but now he's the better player. Like ever, he got the Halo Three. Like yeah. I, I joined the Navy. He, yeah. um, he basically ascended, uh, you know, in the later years of high school and became like this like gaming god. Was like doing clan shit for Halo Three, and then like we finally like one v one on like Blackout or whatever. Yeah, and he just fucking slays me, <laughs> and I'm like, no, Halo <laughs> it's like, god, dude. you've grown up. Halo uh, yeah, so he ascended me. Uh, he's been kind of better than me ever since. But uh, it's such a great time. Like we do duos together on Halo. Uh, you know, we've been doing that. So I I went to his house back to Infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's and, get back uh, to Infinite. So I immediately okay. I, I tinkered with the settings. So the first thing I did was go to the settings thing as a PC gamer does. Now, and now, now, are now did he get an invite on PC or Xbox? He we were playing it on PC. So okay. Okay. And, and it's crazy because we didn't get an invite. He did. I was like, okay, sad. I, I just want some context so people know, yeah. you know, what settings you're yeah. talking about. Well, here. on PC, because I, I uh, uh, for the flight, I was like, um, you know, I play PC. I don't want the console one. So maybe that maybe he had both. Maybe he just I have both. One. I have See, both. I just had one. I just had the PC. I was like, I just want PC. I didn't get it. He did. But yeah, we're playing on PC. And like he's he, he speculated, he was like, "Well, maybe it's because my PC's worse." <laughs> dude, dude, <laughs> you know it's funny I mean? you mentioned that because that's kind of what I told you. Yeah. So like, uh, so again, could be sheer coincidence, but like the betas that that I've gotten an invite to right. are ones where like I saw like beta invites went out and I signed up at work. Right. So like I would be on like my work Surface Book with right. like a mobile nine sixty five. Yeah. I think what it is is they want to get a variety. Like, right. Right. So then, like, so, so, like, when I sign up on my home computer, they're like, well, it's going to run on that. We know, you know, so I feel like like I don't get hardware. We want to go back and see if it's going to run on last gen. So, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm running a 5950X with a freaking 3080. So, like, they know it's going to work. They want to test it on something else. My brother's got a 1080 and he's running like a couple gens back uh, AMD, I think. So, you know, they were like, oh, well, it's this modest system. They probably gave him the invite. That's just speculation. But, you know, I went over there and I was like, um, went to the settings and I was pleasantly surprised. For context, uh, do you know, like, uh, in relation to when the uh, signups went out to, 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 like, when he signed up? I don't know when he signed. Actually, okay. I think he's been signed up for a while. Like, we were, because okay. we, we get invites to the Master Chief Collection flights. Uh, okay. are, are the tests, the betas, or whatever they're doing, and uh, like I've gotten those. He said he never participated in them. I was like, me neither. Um, so we've been signed up for a minute, and uh, so I don't know much about like you know how he got it, how you know how I got it, whatever. But it's been like that. So, but but just so you know, like I've been pleasantly surprised with the settings. Like I, I, That's I, excellent. I, That's I went excellent. on there. I was like, this is the maybe the best uh pc settings i've seen and this is crazy to me because halo is a console game kind of and to see it so well supported on the pc it just kind of blew me away well you know what's awesome is to kind of bring that into perspective yeah uh 
I watched an interview recently of Phil Spencer from the head of Xbox. And for those of you who haven't uh, watched an interview of, of, of Phil Spencer or, or, or watch him talk, right. he will definitely turn you into an Xbox fan. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and it's by no virtue of shilling. It's just by sheer and brutal honesty. You yeah. know? So they're super uh, honest. So in this particular interview, uh, he, he he was asked the hard question of how is Game Pass profitable? Like how on earth do you make money? How do how do you developers make money? And he he went into, into that for a little bit, but this isn't really uh, pertinent to this current this uh, current conversation. But the part that is is he said, listen, man, for for Xbox, we just want to make gamers. So yeah. if you're a gamer, you're an Xbox customer. Yeah. So we don't care if you play on Xbox, if you play on X Cloud, if you play on PC. All we care about is that you're an Xbox gamer. Yeah, and the more platforms we can create Xbox gamers on is what is 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 what our metric is. Right, 100%. And like and like I kind of respect how honest that answer is. Yeah, 100%. You know, so the fact that he's actually, you know, coming through on that and bringing a respectable PC version and not just a port. Yeah. That's it was that's, that's not huge. just a yeah. port, guys. It had everything you'd want. Uh, it had a field of view sliders, which was like sort of the bare minimum. Like I hope they got this, right? Like yeah. give me the field of view slider. Obviously they had it. They had um amazing like options regarding um UI. So like typically let me just t- say in a lot of these games, the UI is fixed. It's stuck sitting at uh, the corners of your screen. Typically, like think about a console game. Like they kind of assume okay. you're at a TV, right? Right. So they they frame the UI in that context. Couch gaming. They put stuff in the corners. Typically, uh, it's you know it's kind of you're not really designed for the way I'm playing a game, which is if sure. you don't know. I'm using, for a computer monitor, a TV. It's the LG C10 48-inch TV that I'm using as a monitor. Not really something that you would typically do. So I'm much closer than you typically are uh, uh, with this sort of display. Let's just say this is an unusual, I'd say non-standard use case for the dis- this display. I would to, say that. I'm as far back as I can be from it. Uh, more or less, but it's basically um, non-standard. So to be on this display, uh, they don't really design games for that. So a lot of times, uh, games that are designed for TV gaming, I see where you're going. With everything's this. in the corners, and so I have to like turn my head to see what's going on. Uh, in games that have uh, customizable UIs, typically what I'll do. This is an uh, uh, actually let's talk about a more common scenario. Ultra wides, uh, the best ultra wide support you can get is when they they basically crop the UI to be in a sixteen by nine. Yeah, yeah, they ratio. bring the HUD in. Yep, they bring the HUD in, and then the edges of the screen are peripheral vision, right? So they bring the HUD in. They that way you can see everything as if you're on sixteen by nine, but. Now you have extra field of view. The the worst ultra wide scenario, well, one of the you know would be to push the UI to the corners where you can't really see it's it's in your peripheral vision. Now. Right, right. That's the worst case scenario. This uh, display that I'm running now is sort of the the absolute worst because games that you know normally it's like oh you got an ultra wide we'll crop it for you. They see this as a 16 by 9 display, and they're going to put the they're gonna UI. They're going to push it out to the They're going to push yeah. it out. This is like nobody compensates for this sort of scenario. I think Microsoft is doing that. I saw 
in Halo Infinite all kinds of UI scaling stuff. So That's literally, awesome. I can shrink the UI if I don't. I, I didn't get to test it on my rig, but I saw sure, settings sure. in there to be able to manipulate my HUD. And that means that I could theoretically center it to where it's sort of like a 16 by 9, 27 inch, 31 inch display HUD, and then everything else is extra. And then I crank my field of view, and now it's basically like this display I'm sitting in front of. I could have what I care about in the center. Everything else is extra. That's something I've never seen in a a game before, really. Uh, Okay. To me, that's like... That's super forward thinking, and I, I respect Microsoft for doing that because that, like, I've never ever seen that. Uh, and and in addition, they have all kinds of options that you'd care about. The accessibility options you can change, sure, the sure. team colors, you can do all that stuff. That's really sick. Um, they're really inclusive, like that. They want people to play their game, and obviously, they're making it free to play, so they want everybody to play their game. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I was just shocked at the settings. I, I thought it was super um, impressive for what you have uh, because like you see so many console ports that don't have any sort of uh, settings whatsoever, like bare minimum. But the, Microsoft are like, no, dude. Guess what? We make Windows, dude. We're gonna fucking <laughs> we make P- we we we're gonna we're gonna support PC better than. A lot of people do, and I think that's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, that, that's 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 honestly really refreshing to hear. You know, as someone who yeah. who wants nothing more than Infinite to succeed, especially coming off of Halo Five, right? right. Like Halo Five, you know, we, we we've had this discussion offline where I said to me it kind of feels like a Call of Duty with the space skin. Yeah, uh, it's really refreshing to see the direction that they're taking Halo Infinite. It's like. It's like feedback doesn't fall on deaf ears with them, and that's and that goes a long way with me. Just to wrap it up, Halo Infinite, uh, I I really did think Halo Infinite um, played really well. Like so, when I got into the game, uh, you know, for the first time, um, right away, I just felt like everything was locked in, uh, really good. Like I'm playing How's on the my gunplay. How's the the gunplay, gunplay just felt so solid. Like I just felt like all the guns felt like they were right. Now, grant granted, I'm just uh, I'm a ha- a little bit of a fanboy for Halo, so Same. Same. Um, but Give I'm not to afraid to criticize it. Like I ha- I had criticisms of five, I had criticisms of four, uh, I even had criticisms of three, which everyone kind of loves, right? The abilities are better though. I I, I like the uh, grapple hooks so much. Now explain in, the in, grapple hook to me. Does everyone just have it? Is it something you have no, to pick up off the ground? It, you have to pick it up. So as of right now, you have to run. You have to grab it. So it's it's a limited drop too. So only one guy gets it. And, and how uh, many times can you use it if you have it? Uh, when I used it, I used it three times and I couldn't use it again. So okay. I I didn't know. And there's different different ways to use it. I don't know all of them. I was just spider manning it. Felt really good. Has a limited range though. So you have to be like relatively close to what you're trying to grapple to, but you can you can kind of sling yourself up. It was really seamless and can fun. Can you can you jump and grapple? Yes. Or do you have to wait till you land? No, you can jump, grapple. That's what I did. I kind of uh, I cleared an awesome gap. It felt amazing. Uh, you can also grab power weapons and stuff with it. Uh, okay. I've okay. seen people do that. That's really cool. I love the idea of that. Just a, a little bit of variety, a little bit of flair. I I kind of wish grapple hook was more available. It's so fun. Um, I'm sure that there will be game modes where you can actually just use it, but like in playlist, it's probably one of those things you got to pick up and use, sure, but it sure. felt really good. The guns, by the way, um, I don't know what the new gun is called. Uh, that's like the DMR, but it's like the, it's like the semi-automatic, uh, rifle. 
Okay. Yeah, it's like thump 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 thump. Oh my god, that thing feels good. so good. I thought the BR was like my favorite kind of weapon. DMR was good, but I always liked the battle rifle because I got uh, that yeah, Halo yeah, one yeah. two or the two yeah, and three dude, days. Yeah. I got the like the, the battle rifle still feels great. Dude. Like the burn nostalgia. Yeah, that yeah, dude. And and the battle rifle's still great. It's just uh this new uh semi automatic, I forget what it's called, it is just it's melt it's gonna melt people, dude. It's unreal. That's awesome. The pistol, uh I really enjoyed the pistol in this one. I I thought Halo 5's pistol was good. I feel like this one might be better. It's been a minute since I've played Halo 5, so I can't really tell you. Uh, but I, I I did like the pistol. In fact, when you start the matches, uh, I was it, they give you the uh, assault rifle and then the pistol. And a lot of times I just switched to the pistol. Dude. The assault rifle, mid to close range, you could dump into somebody and get them. But like, uh, mid to long, you're typically using the pistol. Like It's just lethal. Uh, and I kind of... Uh... I kind of just want to talk about Halo podcast, <laughs> yeah, dude. Halo cast, but uh, yeah, dude. So, so really, in summary, dude, I'm not going to ramble on about it. I thought it was right. solid. Uh, I think awesome. it's really, awesome. I'm really That's looking forward to, to it. That's exciting to hear. Um, it's going to oh, be beefy. One question I have to ask, sure, because it's been all over the subreddit. Yeah, how insane are the bots? So the bots are a mixed bag. Uh, okay, you know they. I didn't get to play. I don't know which difficulty because they rolled out a couple different difficulties. Okay, and uh, when I played it, I don't think I was on the hardest bots yet. Okay, I think okay. they came out. So they did say a lot of people were criticizing the bots for having amazing grenades. Yeah, uh, but yeah. they've also done some derpy stuff. I've seen them do some derpy stuff too. Okay, so. okay. but you know, I uh, in total, I'm really glad to have bots. Um, right, right. You know, back in the day, you know, when I was playing Unreal Tournament, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, bot matches were my jam. I, I, I throw up bot matches and I just frag, get some frags, dude. Like, I just, like, flat cannon and yeah. I'd get up in people's faces. Like, being able to just fire up, like, especially when I was... Mine was okay, fun. Mine it was, was fun. It was good. Yeah. So, bots now, like, especially in the casual game modes... Nest Protect is offline. How'd you know what that was? Because I have one. So I have two of them, but they're not mounted or anything. They're just chilling. Anyway, um, but yeah, bot matches, they're going to be juicy. Uh, You know, just uh, in casual game modes, they're going to be, it's going to be amazing to have them. I don't know if I'm in matchmaking or what. You know how, like, if people drop out of a game, like, you're kind of, your team's fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Imagine if they just filled in with the bot, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that would be probably more fun for the casual modes. No, I obviously, social playlist. Social Just fill it in with bots, dude. You know, whatever. Just like on the occasion, somebody drops, give them a bot. I don't know. Maybe it'll make it more balanced and fun. And the games will actually, uh, instead of just being completely ruined, you'll be able to play through. A little disappointed somebody left, but maybe still have a good time. Yep, I agree. So I think that that's the way to go um i'm so i'm glad that bots are there ultimately i just want to be playing against players um but you know for like yeah, somebody that's option. like you know it, it is good to have the option especially when you know i you know a, a lot of days nowadays um i'm just i'm kind of a casual more uh often Same. than not you know Same. i'm getting old i'm yeah, in my 30s i'm not a I'm pro like, gamer i'm not a pro gamer anymore dude like my my pro gamerness is behind me i'm a freaking i'm a parent now i got like a job 
And I don't got time to, like, you know, grind out, like, my Halo rep and stuff and, like, get rank. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't do it. So, like, on the weekends when I'm playing with the boys, we want to have some social playlists. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Typically when I'm playing ranked. Because, like, especially a guy like me, hop on ranked, get pissed off because I'm just getting my ass kicked. I don't got the hours to put in to get good. Yeah. So, like, I'm just trying to shoot the rockets. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm trying to get the Warthog and fucking unload. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and I'm sure Infinite's going to be amazing for that. But when I right. did play, though, um, I'm glad that they don't have the jetpack shit that Halo 5 oh, did. Oh, yeah, the jetpacks were terrible. I'm I so didn't like the gone. whole, like, I, I liked mobility stuff, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't jive well with yeah, me. Yeah, I concur. Um, I concur. And I, my, my, that was another criticism my brother had was uh, when, when you can hold the jump button and kind of hover, he thought that was lame. He didn't like yep. it. Yep. Um, none of that's really there anymore. It's all like awesome. run and gun. In fact, there's a lot of incentive to not run uh, now because if you're running, like the, they changed the way the radar worked, which shocked me when I first learned about it. Really? Like since every Halo, it's been like almost the same. But like yeah. in this one, if you're running, then you show up on radar. If you're just holding the stick forward, you don't. Oh, that's you don't. That's you do not show up on radar. That's so, interesting. which is weird because you used to have to crouch every Halo game. You'd have to crouch. Right, right. You could be, you could move, yeah. but it was slow, and so you'd do it sometimes, but not often if you're running and gunning. But now it's like, okay, I could run, show up on everyone's radar. Or I could just kind of just or, or, or not sprint, right? They're sprinting and running. So right. if you're running normal, you're not showing up on radar now. And That's and, crazy. and so you're sprinting, you get a that, little bit of speed, but like now you're showing up. It's like there's a trade off now that you didn't that's have. That's a very before. interesting dynamic, yeah. Well that's why people are saying it kind of slows the game down because a lot of people aren't in, incentivized to run and right. sprint as yeah. much. Yeah. And uh I thought that was interesting. It's that is interesting. It's, it's Halo Infinite is a different halo, but I don't think it's uh, a, a problem. Okay. I think it feels really good. Like I was saying, it was locked in. You can still run and do slides, and the grapple gives you mobility when you get it. Sure. And you sure. have other things like active camo, but I feel like this stuff is all halo. You know, it just That's good it kind of feels like to me a little bit of a merge between like what's Halo Four and Five has done with the movement, but then a little bit of backtracking to something like the older Halos had. So it's, to me, it's kind of a hybrid. Sounds like it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a hybrid yeah. that I think we want in 2021 with our kind of bring, It kind of brings up the movement of like what you would expect from a modern shooter, but it sounds like it also yeah. like remembers it's, the Halo roots. It's so it fast enough. Like it's not as Halo. slow. Like, like as much as I love a classic Halo, modern gamers are going to go back and think this is, it's too right, slow. Right. People right. are used to Call of Duty and fast run and gun. And this is kind of like a nice hybrid. I think it's going to please a lot of people. I think this is going to be like that sweet spot. To me, it was the sweet spot. Like I was having a, a lot of fun playing Halo Infinite, and I, I I want it to come out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I do too. I want it to come out right now because I'm like riding the high from just playing the little bit of uh, the test flight. Right. Uh, I didn't get to play against other players, just the bots. There was definitely glitches. The guns. There's a gun that shoots like a big ass spike. I saw that, dude. dude Everyone says it's like the most satisfying. It's thing. so sick, dude. dude. It's like, and the gun sounds. Are like the best they've ever been in a Halo bar. I'd say that definitely the gun sounds are so satisfying. It's like so like quality. You can just feel the guns like they don't feel weak. 
they feel meaty. They feel like they, they have substance. Even when you're hitting people with them, you're like, this gun's fun. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just a great game, dude. I'm not going to ramble on anymore about it. We're actually out of time. Yeah, I mean, this has been episode one. Uh, what do you think, dude? Like, I mean, was that pretty good? Do you feel good? I feel good. I feel good. I, I, feel, I, good? I feel like... Uh... I feel like it's probably a little bit longer than we expected. It, it is, but that's how we go, dude. We're, we both love to talk. <laughs> we do, dude. Uh, maybe I'll trim it up at post, whatever. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, thanks for uh, coming. If you've uh, obviously your first time watcher and listener, uh, you know, you can see us online. We're going to have uh, our podcast published on YouTube, on the Technostatic Podcast uh, YouTube channel. If you want to know where we're at, you can check us out on technostatic.com. Uh, and where we'll have links to all of our, where you can find us. So our email address is on there. If you want to, uh, if you want us to discuss certain topics, check out our email addresses on technostatic.com. You can send us suggestions. We're, we're definitely open to have discussions Absolutely. about anything that you want to talk about, tech related, gaming related, whatever we want to, uh, be the ones to talk about it. So definitely uh, hit us up and see where we're at. We're going to be uh, on social media at some point. I don't know when, but I'm sure we will. And then uh, also uh, you'll be able to see our podcast, any of the major distri- distributors, so Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Google, you name it. We're, we'll be there. You can check us out there. Expecting yeah. episodes every week. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. And like that's kind of what it's all about, right? We're just people who enjoy talking about technology, and I think it's important that uh, yeah. uh, we, we have listeners and followers who feel the same. Yeah, we're super enthusiastic, so we want to share that enthusiasm with you. And uh, hopefully we can do that in these podcasts. We're aiming for Wednesdays, uh, but we'll see what happens. So thanks for, uh, thanks for coming along and watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one.